Oren B. Andy G. How's it going, mate? Still toothless, mate. Still toothless. <laughs> I, I didn't say anything in the last episode, but uh, I did notice your tooth was still not there. Yeah, mid, uh, dentist in about three weeks, mid-February. <laughs> so oh, finally yeah, yeah, yeah. get it sorted out. Uh, I might have to take the morning off work, though, because it's like right in the middle of the morning. But that's okay. Um, I'm looking forward to getting it done, though. But I just wonder, I suppose dentists won't be affected by the fact we're back in the red setting now, though, eh, for COVID. Because they were always, they were, they were a mask anyway. Well, they will, yeah. Well, <laughs> I can't. Well, that's yeah. the thing. I, I can't wear a mask, can I? Because I got to do shit to my teeth. Yeah, I know that's all right. No, have you actually have you actually like rung them up and asked them about it? Because they might say, "Oh no, all the, all things are cancelled." But yeah, I should I should ring them? Um, I it was it crossed my mind to do that anyway, just to reconfirm they've definitely got my appointment. Because when I yep. went in to see them, because uh, I broke my front tooth just before Christmas, and when I popped in to see them to make an appointment, she just said, oh, what's your name and your phone number? I'll put you in on this date at this time. I was like, cool, yeah, this is my name, this is my number. Do you need any more information from me? And she was like, nope, that's fine. And I walked out there thinking, right, okay, I've got myself an appointment, even though it's a couple of months away, because I realized how busy it was at that time of year, you know, just going into Christmas, and I knew I wasn't going to get it fixed then. And it really wasn't an emergency because it wasn't sore. But it was a part of me thinking that's that's quite, you know, that's really obscure information that I've given her. I hope she's put it into that time slot and now I haven't lost it. So there was a part of me thinking I should bring them just to confirm that she yeah, did actually put my details there because they don't have anything else on me. I didn't fill out any paperwork. So I'll be gutted if I've lost that appointment because now they would be likely booked into April because that place is just chocker. Yeah, yeah, you better give them a ring. They might have to make a special mould for your tooth. They might have to like, make up a special bit that's got to might take them a couple of um, appointments. No, well, I'm hoping they'll just stick a bit of resin on it and harden it with a blue light, which they did the last time it was fixed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping so. But the thing is, though, what they've got to do is they've got to get that drill, you know, whatever it is that goes, zzz, zzz, and they've actually got to grind my tooth back to be able to. Yeah. yeah. So the so thing is. It gets worse each time. It gets thinner every time they do it. Yeah, it seems to, eh? But there's enough of it left, I think, from the previous resin. Hopefully they'll they'll just leave it on there and just build over it. Um, yeah. But the thing is, I like, I am under a local anesthetic. They put these massive needles into my gums and they've got to yeah. wait, I don't know, five or 10 minutes or something for it to do its thing. But I just remember because I've had it done five times before. Um, and when did I do it? When I was 14. So yeah, it was like 26 years ago. I've had it done five times in that 26-year period, and I remember virtually every time they've worked on it, and just because I can't feel it, I, I can feel my whole head vibrating. It's all going up my face, and it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a strange feeling. It's like grind, yeah, ugh, grinding right on, your, right on your face. Yeah, well, I had that tooth pulled out sort of towards the end of last year. Oh, the wisdom you? tooth had to be pulled out, yeah, yeah, because it got started getting a bit of pain in it, like the last one in it. Must have got a little infection in it. It did have a filling in it, so I think the filling was getting a bit dodgy. Mm. But man, they she the dentist I go to on certain days of the week, he has like an apprentice dentist coming. Oh yeah. And this uh yeah, this chick, she was quite quite a petite thing, and she um she had the job of trying to get my tooth out. And uh man, she just about had to stand on my face to get it out. <laughs> It was like it did not want to come out, eh? Even she said to me, she goes, oh, it's a bit of a stubborn tooth that doesn't seem to want to move. <laughs> imagine imagine the story she tells when she gets home. 
Hey, yeah. what did you do today, love? Oh, I almost sat on a patient's face to get his teeth out. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. But then, like you say, you could feel your head. You couldn't feel it, but you could feel your head getting yeah. you know, ripped around and moved around. Oh, I didn't realise you had that done, yeah. yeah. There's still a bit of a cavity in the back of my mouth. Mm. Quite a big hole back there. Scarred yeah. over now, but it's all good. Yeah, I've had one wisdom tooth now. I've got three left. They They haven't caused me any problems, and hopefully they never will. Yeah, yeah. Keep flossing. Keep flossing. Yeah, I don't even do that. Probably should. That's our dental hygiene uh, little comment for the week. <laughs> yeah. Don't better, forget to floss. Better living, everyone. <laughs> but that's the thing, though, is, I mean, the dentist, it's just so damn expensive. It's it's no surprise why people avoid the dentist. I mean, not only for the fear of all the tools they got to use on your teeth, but for the fact that the prices are just not very friendly to your wallet. No. No, they're not. Well, my wife had, you know, she had all of her wisdom teeth out start of last year. I mean, yeah, it was the start of last year. They took three out, but two of them were impacted. And uh, I remember Mm. being in there, and there was a woman that was going in to have hers out straight after my wife's, and this woman was absolutely beside herself, eh? She was, like, freaking out fully. True. Yeah, about having to go under and have her teeth pulled out, like... I was like sitting there going, far out, man. This chick's pretty. <laughs> like she's freaking out. Yeah. Well, this is the thing, though. If people are that scared of the dentist, you can't blame them because it is a scary thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't blame them at all. Um, but here's the thing the dentist that I'll be going to, actually, not that I'm going to use this because I, I think I, you know, I've saved up a little bit, but they do uh, interest free credit. You know, like if you, if, <laughs> if you have to pay 600 bucks to them and you haven't got that kind of money, you can just do like an interest free repayments which I think yeah. is a, a good thing. That's, that's actually quite a good thing because the interest isn't going to kill you because there is none. Yeah, but the dentist might. The dentist might. <laughs> 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 yeah, just choose wisely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Two, three, four, five, down the tools, up the mic. A tree guy, a radio guy. Two best mates chatting on the fly. We're musos, we're dads, we're completely the same. We'll yarn about anything, it's all fair game. One hits nails, and one nails hits. We'll review good beers, and just shoot the sh- We're R&B, and Andy G. And this is Tradio, Tradio. Episode 11. I've put some beer down, mate. A Pilsner, it's ready to bottle. Oh, no, here we go. <laughs> it's yeah. ready to bottle. Yeah, I've, I've given it a wee test, and it's uh, it, it's good. It hasn't infected. Are you, are you getting better at it? I think I am, yeah. I think there was a couple there a while back that were verging on vinegar, and then the next one was <laughs> still it tasted like beer. Yeah. And then, uh, so they were gradually getting better. Well, I think there was there was one I did in Rotorua like years ago that didn't taste so flash, and I did have to pour a lot of that out. And then there was another one. The next one was brilliant. It was flawless. And I even took it to work, and some of my colleagues tried some and thought it was good. And I was like, sweet, I think I've got this now. <laughs> and then there was another one where about three or four days after I bottled it, the there was just like this, this mould that started growing inside the bottles. <laughs> so I think it was infected. I think it was infected. 
So I think I've had more bad luck than luck brewing beer, but this one, I think I'm feeling good about this one. It's funny though, I mean, it's so, so touch and go though, especially when you're doing it at home and not in a commercial setting. You literally... I think, I think our next beer review will have to be Andy's Pilsner. Yeah, well, I wonder how easy it would be for me to send one up to you. <laughs> oh, actually, no, there's a point. Um, Chris Birch, motorcycle legend, who you go riding with sometimes, yeah. his, his wife is here at the moment. Oh. Um, yeah, so maybe yeah. I can get... I'll bottle it before she goes, because I was going to... I'm yeah. bottling it, I'm bottling it tomorrow. And I'll get her to... I'll, I'll actually get her to bring a few back to you. Yeah. That's the safest way, because they're driving, they're not flying or anything. Yep, in the, um, new, in the new van. Yeah, exactly. So by the time you get it, leave them for three weeks and then chuck them in the fridge and then uh, give them a try. And then we can, I, I think we should try it for the first time. Uh, probably not on the next podcast. They might not be ready by then, but maybe the podcast after, if we can just sort of do wait. It live. Yeah, we'll do it live. Reactions. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon, because that's the thing. It could taste great or it could taste like complete shit. But I think yeah. getting our actual reactions will just be brilliant. That'll be gold if it goes <laughs> if, it, if it goes all kinds of wrong. It'll be gold. No matter how it tastes, it's probably better than anything I've ever done because I've never actually brewed a beer. I've Surprising, never really bothered. surprisingly easy. Yeah, I've never, never really bothered with it. Eh? I just get in the booze shop and go, "Oh, that looks like a nice Pilsner, or that one looks like a nice yeah. pale ale. That'll do." Well, that's easier, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's just the fun of crafting your own. To be honest, it's, yeah, it's, the, yeah. it's the touch and go nature of it. Like we say, it could be good, it could be bad. I've figured out though, twenty three liters is what the mixes that I've made. Twenty three is normally standard for all the different ones I've done, and I get about I think the maximum is sixty nine bottles. That you can get out of it, your standard 330, uh, 330 mil bottles. But I think once you get to the bottom of the of the brew keg, you've got all the sediment and crap down the bottom there. So you probably yeah. lose you probably lose about ten bottles worth. So you lose about three liters. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm probably going to get about sixty bottles, which isn't bad in the grand mm. scheme. What's that? Not That's bad. five five dozen. So hmm, pretty good. There you go. But as you know, you got to weigh up the costs because you know all the ingredients probably cost you around fifty bucks plus. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, I mean there there are lots of bits of equipment that you use every time, so it, it, yeah. it kind of pays for itself in a way, I reckon. But anyway, yeah. Yes. So what's the brew kit worth? Like just the brew? Yeah, I think this one was like twenty five. But then because this is like a malt extract, it comes with the yeast that you got to put in it, and it also comes with hops as well. So I'm still in two mines because it says to add the hops about two days before you bottle it but i, I kind of pass that moment now so what i think i might oh, yeah, yeah. so what i think i might do is hold on to the hops for another beer um and then what you, what i also did is i added a another malt extract into it as well which gives it a little bit more of a flavor and then i put in like a kilo of dextrose sugar which is what reacts with the yeast to make yeah. the alcohol so it stopped bubbling like a day ago and what they say is to leave it for two days before you bottle it. You've got to, t- you've got to test what they call the gravity, which tells you how much alcohol is in it. And when I measured it a couple of days ago, um, it was just on 4.5%. So that's a good that's sign, but you've got to wait for it to be the same for at least two or three days in a row. Because if it increases, if it increases, don't bottle it because it's still brewing, and you don't want to oh, blow up, yeah. you don't want to blow up your bottles. But if it just stays yeah, the yeah. same, safe to bottle, chuck in a carbonation drop, and the carbonation drop will dissolve over time and actually make your beer bubbly. Mm. 
There you go. Yeah. It's as long a, it's as you don't a, test it and it says it's like 18% alcohol. You'll be like, oh, something yeah. went wrong there. <laughs> yeah. Can you still call it a beer, though, when it passes 18%? No. Yeah. <laughs> super strong. Ultra super like strong. Making, making multi-tasting cider. Yeah, almost. We've got enough fruit in our back garden to make a cider. I should probably give that a go next. Yeah. Although, although <laughs> alcoholic ginger beer is quite appealing. Alcoholic ginger beer. Oh, yeah, I've never had yeah. that. I've got a mixture somewhere. It could be expired now, though. Probably not worth using. <laughs> I'll have to drag it out and have a look and see what the expiry date on this. I've got a feeling. Because there was a shop in Thames that was called Bin Inn. I know it's still open, but the previous owner, when he sold it, he gave me heaps of these malt extracts just from their brew. He just gave me heaps of them. And I had too many to do anything with, but a lot of them uh, ended up expiring. And I think that was about three years ago. So it's probably going to be expired, but hey, worth a look yeah. anyway. I remember when you got all those from him. Yeah, yeah. So what have you been doing? Are you back at work now? Full time. Yeah, well, I didn't really stop working. Um, yeah. Well, I had that week off and we went camping, but um, you've yeah, been back into it since. I was actually out doing some deliveries uh, in the city centre of Christchurch last week, and I witnessed a jogger get hit by a ute. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, man, honestly. But here's the story is that the jogger was okay, but it was completely the jogger's fault. Now, I'm going to try and draw as best a picture I can of this situation. We're on a one-way street in the middle of the city, so you can imagine it's a lot of cars around. One-way street, and there's three lanes. I'm at the front, right on the crossing, and there's a car and a ute either side of me. We've got a red light. I look over to my left, and there's a, a really big guy jogging, and I noticed him because I was like, good on you, man. I think it's quite good to see the, the bigger people out there making an effort to get fitter. Yeah. And so I was thinking, good on you, dude. And I was like, right, the other lights are now changing to red. Ours are going to go green any second. And like, this dude is still running. He hasn't stopped. But what he's done is he's run out into the crossing. And the car on my left, he's cleared that. He's run in front of me. And I've got a truck. He's put his hand up, acknowledging that our lights have just gone green and he knows he's in the wrong and he's crossed the road too late. And he passes me and the ute to my right didn't see him past my truck. Yeah. So when he ran in front of the ute next to me, the ute clipped him. Ooh. He just about cleared the ute, but the ute clipped him. But this guy just kept jogging. He just kept going as if, you know, yeah, I know I did wrong. I'm just going to keep going. I don't want to bother you. <laughs> You know, because he acknowledged that he'd run in front of us on a green light. The ute didn't see him, hit him. But the thing is, though, the ute driver must have been thinking, holy crap, I mean, is this guy okay? Because I noticed that... He just kept that, going, didn't, didn't stop yeah. at all. No, he didn't. He just kept running because he, he'd obviously acknowledged that he'd made a mistake and crossed in front of us when we had a green. So he didn't obviously didn't want to. He obviously was just sending a non-verbal message to that driver that, I'm okay, don't worry, keep going. <laughs> But the thing is, though, this ute driver must have had the shits put up him because the next street that we came up to, he turned off into as if to, yeah. and I figured, he, I bet you he was going to go around the block and either check on the jogger or give him a piece of his mind. Yeah, yeah. Because that would have scared the shit out of me if that had happened. I probably wouldn't have had a go at the guy. I would have been more concerned about how he is because he got hit by my car. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Cars usually uh, don't stop and they're quite heavy. Yeah, and this this is a like one of those big bulky Ford Rangers too. And this guy, 
was you know he was like a feather hitting it you know like real yeah. just knocked him almost over but because he just yeah. clipped him on the corner this guy managed to just keep running but i thought that, that dude's gonna have a bruised hip man the way he was hit yeah, yeah. Crap. that's another lesson for the week people yeah Make exactly sure know what the light is and when you're jogging especially if you've got your headphones in always pay attention oh shit yeah <laughs> I mean, I hope the driver of the ute was okay because it's not a fun thing. And I also hope the jogger was okay and it hasn't put him off because, you know, he was out there doing it. Yeah, yeah. You know, mad respect to him. Holy crap, dude. It's like being out out there doing it. Yeah. The kids have decided they want to um, take up surfing. Oh, yeah. So we had this big old foam surfboard over there, eh? And there was a few, there was quite, after that, with a big tsunami from, from Tonga came down there. And the big storm was there with it. So after the we had the little tsunami surges, the um, waves were quite big coming into Cook's Beach. So it was a good opportunity to teach the kids to surf because they're about the right height for a kid to learn on. And Blake got out there on his surfboard, and within two goes, within two two waves, he stood up on the board and was away. So <laughs> Chloe decided she wanted to have a go. So she got out there and had a couple of goes, and she was about four or five goes, and then she finally stood up. So in the finish, we had to go around the neighbourhood and commandeer a surfboard, an old surfboard off one of the my wife's parents' friends there. And uh, so both kids could have a surfboard each to, to practice on. So every day for five days, we went morning and night surfing with the kids the whole That's time. Fantastic. So we're getting out there doing it, man, and the kids were absolutely knackered, absolutely <laughs> shattered after doing it each night. Cook's Beach doesn't normally get those waves, though, does it? So, uh, were they? Not do you usually. think they were off the back of that tsunami? Do you reckon? Uh, no, they were. I think they were off the back of that big storm that went down at the same time. Oh, right. the, yeah, yeah, because yeah, uh, that went down, and it's only at one end of the beach they had waves. The other end was still pretty calm, must have been just the angle they were coming in on. Oh, because the estuary so, almost blocks off that portion of the yeah, beach. Yeah, yeah. So it was the opposite end to the estuary. End. Oh, that's cool. But it was pretty cool, man. And the water, mate, it's like the tropics at the moment. Usually you walk into the ocean, you go, oh, that's a bit cold. <laughs> straight we're in. just walking straight in, just in your board shorts, straight in, dive in. And one day I was in there with the kids practicing surfing for three hours and I didn't even get out of the water. I remember the time you and I went out to Parmanui on that beautiful day and went surfing. Um, <laughs> kudos to your son because I tried your board and I couldn't stand up at all. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, we're yeah, it's up. not it's not easy eh? like the kids i guess they're a lot lighter and more nimble and the board doesn't roll so much so yeah maybe yeah. but yeah <laughs> full full credit to him man i i found it very hard <laughs> yeah it's not the easiest thing to learn no but i still got drilled because i went around to hot water beach and had a surf on the big stuff that was coming in probably it was about a meter and a half swell running or something so there's a good face on the waves but mm. i went paddled out real nice and warm it was like being in the surfing in the tropics I got one wave that was good, and then I went paddled back out. Got the next wave, and it was a real big one. And I stuffed up the takeoff, and I got absolutely drilled by it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Just out of practice, I haven't been out enough. So yeah, that sort of. And the rips is real bad. Rips running at at uh, Hot Water Beach, eh? They were just ripping along. Is this the um like the the first car park you come to? Did you go park in that one and go down to the beach there? Yeah. The yep. one before the cafe end. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I do. I do hear the waves there are pretty decent. Thing is, so I mean, it's not rocky underneath there, is it, or is it sandy? No, it's all sandy. There is a a rock there, quite a big one that sticks out of the water, so you can see it. 
Oh, right. That's all right. Um, I, even though it's big, I nearly ended up on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't think you want to do that. <laughs> no. It was a bit too, bit too close for comfort. When you yeah. get when you fall off a wave and then you turn around and there's a rock about two meters away from you, like, oh, that was a bit close. Yeah. I didn't even yeah. know that was there. Yes, no, that'll hurt. That'll hurt. Mm. But uh, that tsunami, when it came in a few days beforehand, the day before we got there, there were big surges going up the Purangi estuary. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and the surges were that powerful, it wrecked the pontoon. Remember the, the pontoon at Cooks there? Goes out in the estuary. Oh, yeah. I yeah. boat up to it at the boat ramp. Yeah. It ripped it clean off the poles, eh? And broke, smashed it all up. Sure, are you so, serious? Yeah, it's all half sort of tied there at the moment. The locals went down and tied some ropes around it to hold it in place. But I think the council's going to have to replace the whole lot, eh? It's all like smashed up and cracked and all broken. Wow, because that's a, that was a solid pontoon. Yeah, yeah. So it just shows how much water went up there. Yeah, gee. Yeah, I mean, because that's a way, that's about a kilometre off the water as well, isn't it? Off the, um, the ocean. Yeah, it'd probably be like yeah, a thousand meters if you probably go down the airstream and around the corner. So yeah, oh well, mind you, it doesn't take much for water to travel that far, though, does it? When it's got nah, pretty grumpy stuff too. <laughs> yeah, pretty powerful Gee, stuff. That's crazy. Yeah, well, um, I didn't realize it was going to be that powerful by the time I hit New Zealand, but you know, I was mm. wrong. Yeah, were you were you one of the uh, one of the people who heard the booms? No volcano erupting. No, I but I, I read I read heaps about them from people all yeah. over the country and people even where 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 I am in Christchurch and I didn't hear it. Yeah, Aaron and I were sitting on the back deck, and I heard this big warmth like a. It sounded like someone hitting a forty-four gallon drum with a stick real hard, you know, like a big bong. Oh really? And I, oh, and I said, "You know what that was?" And then a few seconds later, there was another one, another boom of same. And I went, and I actually got up and. Because my neighbour had been doing a bit of work on his house, and I thought he, he must have been doing something. I looked around, and nah, I couldn't see anything. And I didn't then. I didn't think much more of it for five minutes, and then there was another one, another big boom. Well, that was a bit weird. Didn't think much more of it until about half an hour later. All these messages started popping up on Facebook about this bang that everyone had been hearing. Hey, right, right down the country, really. Mm. Quite, quite amazing. Yeah, I didn't hear it at all. Quite, I'm quite terrible for this kind of stuff. I mean, not that, not that anyone would wish to want to uh, experience like anything like that. But earthquakes. My wife is like, "Oh, there was an earthquake last night. Did you feel it?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> I don't feel any of that stuff." You know, and we're in a very yeah. shaky, shaky part of New Zealand here. And well, I have be sleeper, mate. Oh, I must be, but I haven't felt a single earth even during the day. You know where I should have felt it. You know, suddenly the, the the light hanging over the the, the bench in the kitchen would be swaying, <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah. "Did one of you did you did you touch that? No, it was an earthquake. Did you not feel it? Well, probably... <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably still is it still aftershocks from that big quake like ten years ago? Oh, I've no idea, mate. Um, they are be... pretty minor ones, but yeah. yeah. But that's the thing, eh? It's, like, it's not until I get on social media sometimes that I find out that. I have been on top of shaky ground. I'm like, I did not even feel that. It's everybody conspiring together to go, look, let's let's get Andy. Let's let's pretend that we had an earthquake just to fuck him off. <laughs> yeah, well, I've been shaking out of bed once during that day. My wife and I were in Rotorua, of all places. Oh, yeah. In, a, in bed and lying there and then just heard this rock. sound like a truck coming down the road. Oh, and then yeah. the whole house went, oh, like, <laughs> this big shake, eh? And then it was like it was moving. 
So everything just shook and then it was gone. I was like, oh, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We used to live in a big wooden frame house in Rotterdam and remember one earthquake one day, yeah, and the whole thing was, you know, it's like, whoa, <laughs> this thing is going to fall down. Uh, that's the thing with um, that place, obviously, with all the geysers and all the underground activity there is that um, another street's been closed off there now because of um, thermal activity coming through the road. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's mad. There's, a, there's sort of little mud pools that pop up all over the place, eh? Yeah. It's a bit like Jellystone Park in the USA. I mean, it's the same kind of terrain there. But um, Jellystone? Jellystone, I think it's called. No, Yellow, Yellowstone. Oh, Yellowstone. Jellystone's Jellystone's probably... out of the blooming beer movie. Oh, yeah. Yogi, Yogi Beer. <laughs> hey, hey, boo-boo. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, sorry. No, Yellowstone. Um, you to say that? I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I was so certain that's what it was called. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, you, you looked pretty serious. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, boo boo! Andy is such an idiot. Um, <laughs> no. So anyway, the thing with Rotorua, I remember in the eighties, you never had to pay for hot water because it was uh, it was only a specific area. Wouldn't have to pay for hot water because it was just they had bores in the ground and your hot yeah. water was free if you were in a relatively thermal area. But they don't do that anymore now because it's too unsafe. But um, yeah, it's, it's quite a cool part of the country to live in. But yeah, you're right. The earthquakes there can be quite quite serious. There's a lot of pressure under that ground. I think you're only yeah, about. I don't, know if, I don't know how keen I'd be on living there, right? especially after that, you know, the latest eruption of that volcano in Tonga. It's like, yeah. I don't know if I'd really want to be living anywhere near an active sort of volcano, <laughs> eh? Well, that's the thing, eh? I mean, it, it, the smell is enough to put people off the sulfur. Yeah, I, call, I, you know, I call it rotten hua. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great place to go if you want to get away with a fart, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Was that you? No, no, it's the ground. <laughs> ground, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I... Uh, Rotorua is a cool place to go. I quite like going in and go to the Redwoods, go mountain biking, but then you hear again, you sort of go, eh. it goes boom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't really want to be there. Yeah, exactly. No, what we just... had in New Zealand. You know, in New Zealand, we, we had uh, we had Mount Rapay who erupted a couple of times, and then this White Island blew up a little while ago. And Oh, that's then, right. Oh, what's next? That was messy, eh? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, eh? Hey? That what is next? That's the thing we'll never know. I well, I mean, I've seen a documentary on um, Rangitoto Island up near Auckland going up. Yeah, I remember years and oh. years ago. Yeah, maybe years and years ago, Mark Ellis, ex All Black rugby player, he did a prank where he went to the top of Mount Rangitoto during the during the early hours of the morning, and he managed to get heaps and heaps of barrels. I can't remember what was in the barrels, but he put heaps of them on top of the of Rangitoto and lit them up, <laughs> so that when the sun started rising, it looked like the top of the mountain was smoking, and actually made people think that Rangitoto was about to blow. You probably <laughs> you'd probably find it on YouTube. Actually, if I find it, I'll post it to the Tradio Facebook page because it's quite funny. Mark Ellis, yeah, good yeah. Uh, bit of a prankster, and I thought that was yeah. that was very funny. But would have put yeah, the, the heebie-jeebies up a few people, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yes. Jesus. Imagine doing that. Oh, these days, bro, you wouldn't get away with it, eh? You'd, you'd probably end up in bloody jail or something for that now, wouldn't you? Man, those two got away with so much, eh? Like on that Lion Red Sports Caf and that um, when they had their own show, the two of them. Oh, Matthew Ridge. A couple of, yeah, Matthew Ridge and Mark, Mark Ellis. Ellis. A couple of nutters, those two boys. <laughs> <laughs> it was good entertainment, though. 
Yeah, yeah. The Sports Cafe was a great program too. I enjoyed that. It was um, it was one of those sort of New Zealand legendary programs. Eh? It was at a place called Left Field. And when I was up in Auckland, um, I went up there for a conference because I was selling computers at the time for a company called Warehouse Stationery. And Gateway Computers, when they were in business, the big Gateway bosses took me and all my fellow computer sales folk from around the country out on the piss in Auckland. And we ended up at Left Field where that show was filmed. And I'd had a skinful, and I remember going, <laughs> and I remember because the show wasn't happening at the time. It, they'd filmed it, and it was done, so you could actually hang out and have a few beers on the stage, and you could actually stand behind the, you know, the setting, you know, where they sat on the desk. You could actually stand behind the desk and have your beer. And I was so pissed. I spewed behind there, um, probably, <laughs> probably right where Mark Ellis stood, or, or Lana Cocroft sat. One of the two. And I was like, holy crap, you know how you feel really good after you've had a good spew? I came yeah. to again and I got up and I left, man. I got the fuck out of here. But um, <laughs> I feel sorry for whoever that And I might just point out this is like 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't just recently. Um, but, yeah, that was sort of my claim to fame with that, that TV program as I spewed behind their desk. <laughs> um, anyway. I think it was Mark Ellis. He was the one that was always drunk on a day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He, yeah, he always had a skin full, eh? He yeah. was shocking. Oh, he was good, though, wasn't he? Uh, if you, yeah, yeah if you he was funny. Go on to YouTube and Google uh, Sports Cafe, Lion Red Sports Cafe. You'll find some great clips. Bloody good times. <laughs> I miss a lot of those old programs, though, eh? You know, we had some great programs now that I, w- I wish they would resurrect. Yeah, I don't know if they'd get away with it now, though, eh? Like, the whole probably I should get in there and I'll have to drink on set. It'd be bad advertising or whatever those. <laughs> Those boys didn't care back then. <laughs> no. no. What happened to the world, eh? We all got very yeah. PC, didn't we? Everything's too PC these days. Oh no. Oh, you can't do that. Oh my God. Yeah, you gotta wear you gotta wear a bloody mask for a cold nowadays, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right, yeah. Can't even breathe anymore. Even breathe. Yeah. Wait, stop breathing if you got a cold. Trainio. Got a new phone, look. Brand new cell phone, which what is actually you do to it. <laughs> oh, so my old phone. In fact, I've got it here in a drawer in front of me. And it, can you see here? It's in a bag. Yeah. It's, it's in one of those uh, Ziploc bags. This is my old yeah. one. Because the screen was pretty cracked anyway, because I dropped it a few times. And I am, um, I, I had a bit of a, I don't know, I wanted to clean the kitchen a couple of weeks or a week ago. In fact, the weekend just gone. I wanted to clean the kitchen. So what I did is I tethered this to my phone to a Bluetooth speaker and just played some music, put some rock music on, and I put it on top of the fridge. Anyway, I must have just left the phone on top of the door because you know how when the door shuts on the fridge, it's level with the top of the fridge? Yeah, yeah. Well, I must have just put my phone on top of the door as well as the top of the fridge so that when my daughter Mia opened the fridge, my phone just went splat on the floor. And the screen just got absolutely demolished, even more so than it was. And what happened was is that I picked it up. It wasn't her fault. It was my fault. So I put it back on the fridge so it was out of the way. Anyway, what happened was is that my wife um, came back into the room and my daughter grabbed my phone and said, hey, mum, look what I did to daddy's phone. (laughs) Because she... Because she touched the screen with her finger to show her what she'd done, she got shards of glass all in her finger. Oh, yeah. So anyway, 
she had to be uh, taken to the uh, bathroom with the tweezers to get the glass out of her finger, which was successfully done. But my wife wrapped my phone in this bag so that I could still use it <laughs> without getting shards of glass in my finger. And I just thought, you know what, bugger it, this phone's getting really slow now. The screen yeah. is fine. I mean, I probably will replace the screen because it's still good for like the kids if they want to use it for the internet. Um, but the bag's there anyway for protection. I thought, bugger, I'll go buy a new phone. So I did. And um, I'm loving yeah. it. Oh, so fast. And it's got four cameras, mate. It's got like a macro camera. It's got a, a wide angle camera, all this bloody hoo-ha. And it's, it's awesome. <laughs> so good. It's amazing what they can fit into such a small space nowadays. Over those cameras. Oh. It's just incredible. Yeah, it is. And it's like 128 gigabyte memory built into this little thing, right? Which is... Like, I don't know, what would you say? That's probably, I don't know, 0.8 of a centimetre thick. It's not much. But I remember my first ever PC that my parents bought in the 90s had a one gigabyte hard drive, and that thing was huge. And to think that there's 128 <laughs> of those old computers inside this, it just, <laughs> you know, how, how oh. anyway, new phone. And it's got, this, you can download this app called smart switch and it just downloads everything off your old phone onto your new one. And this new phone, it's a Samsung galaxy, which is what my old one was. And it's like a spitting, it's like a twin. So it's got everything on it that my old phone had. It's got the same pictures and apps and everything. Yeah. So, are you an Android man or an iPhone? Oh, I can't do iPhones, but then I've never really given them the time of day. So yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm the same. Android. Android. I don't like the iPhone setup. don't know yeah. why. Just, Maybe I'm just old school. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I've always just used or morphed to Androids, I guess, you know, over the years of having cell phones. I've never really gone near Apple technology. I mean, I can't even use an Apple Mac computer. I don't have a fucking clue how to use those things. <laughs> uh, it's so different to, uh, yeah. you know, My to wife's Windows. Opposite. She swears by it. She's got a, got a, you know, the iMac bloody computer and she's got the latest iPhone, the latest iWatch and all that crap. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. A story for you about the podcast. Yeah. Um, you remember the other night I was texting you and saying we were listening to it? Yeah. Uh, that was my mum and dad came over to the beach house and they uh, they spent a couple of nights over there with us. And on on the, um, I think it was the Friday night, having a couple of beers. And I, mum, I was talking to mum about the podcast and she said, oh, what's it all about? She's never heard one before. So I put it on and I happened to put on... <laughs> I put the highlights one on, I think it was. Episode nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nine, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, we're listening to it and all, this, all the bits and pieces in there are really funny, eh? And then that story, uh, the kids were listening as well, and that story about you in the airport with the bloody <laughs> the uh, microphone and the bloody trying to put that porn thing on with the orgasm on it, that was – and I was just sitting there going, oh, you know, we're not always talking about this sort of stuff. <laughs> it was just – I was sitting there going, oh, no, I said to the kids, quick, close your ears. <laughs> uh, for the benefit of those who did miss that, here's the clip. Quick story of our trip up here, actually, because we had to take two planes. We had to catch one from Christchurch up to Wellington and then Wellington to Tauranga. Uh, to get up here on the weekend just gone because this is solely just a week to catch up with friends and um, we're sitting in Wellington Airport which had, we'd been there for probably an hour and a half and we were trying to pass the time and obviously with two older kids who are great with the baby and a baby you've got to keep her entertained uh, the thing is with that is that you're sitting around a little bit you're trying to keep her entertained you're giving her a device in some respects and letting her watch videos etc etc 
Well, there was one point where I looked at because I wanted to put a, uh, a Bluetooth speaker on on my cell phone so that I could play a bit of music for my daughter to listen to. And I looked at the connected Bluetooth devices, and there was some random one paired to my cell phone. Okay. I don't recognise that. <laughs> I do not recognise it. But there was a part of me that said, "Well, you've you've actually got to give Bluetooth devices permission to pair to your phone." Yeah. But I thought nothing of that. I thought, "Well, okay, maybe so. Maybe there's someone around me who's actually got a speaker." Which is just randomly paired to my cell phone. I thought, okay, this is going to be fun. What I did is I went. You know, you probably thought, here's an opportunity. Here's an opportunity. (laughs) I'm in this busy Wellington airport terminal, and I thought, okay, someone's speaker has tethered to my cell phone via Bluetooth. So I went onto YouTube quickly and found this porn scream. You know, (laughs) have you ever watched a video and someone's given it to you, and you've got the volume up, and suddenly goes, (laughs) you know that kind of sound. Yeah, Yeah. I I've thought, had a couple okay. of those seen to me. Yeah. My mates are a pain in the ass. So I found something <laughs> like that on YouTube and I thought, right, I'm going to play this at full tip. This is either going to make me look completely stupid or it's going to make someone else look a little bit. <laughs> I thought, well, this is paired. It's paired to someone's someone's device. So let's play this. I played it and it didn't play out of my phone. So I thought, great, it's not going to make me look dumb. And then I listened. And I couldn't hear it playing anywhere else. I thought, oh, okay, well, maybe it's someone out of earshot or maybe they've got earbuds or something. I was looking around. No one seemed to look sheepish. (laughs) And then I figured it out. It dawned upon me. There's me trying to troll someone else. Well, I actually trolled myself because about about two weeks ago, my wife bought me a pair of wireless earpods. And basically, yeah, they're in my bag. So and you didn't recognise the number? No, I didn't code. recognise the code. So I, I, I thought, okay, my own AirPods had actually tethered to my phone via Bluetooth. <laughs> so I was playing this thing to myself, but I thought, oh, that's such an opportunity lost. Can you imagine if someone had this big Bluetooth speaker a couple oh. of feet in front of me and suddenly it started going, ah, ah. <laughs> oh, I would have been in heaven watching that. would have that. been brilliant. <laughs> oh, it would have been the ultimate. It, it didn't happen. <laughs> Oh, that was my entertainment for the day anyway. So what did your parents think of that clip anyway? Oh, yeah, they thought it was funny. Mum was yeah. laughing her ass off. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> she was, they thought it was bloody hilarious. All, all, the, you know, all the highlight bits were pretty funny. And, yeah, well, uh, that's what I said to you afterwards. I was like, maybe every nine or ten episodes we should do a best of because we can appreciate that not everyone's going to listen to every episode. So if we did like a yeah, digest yeah. every nine or ten episodes, it'll people can just catch up if they hadn't been able to hear any of the previous episodes. It kind of works out, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. We do that. It's quite cool, actually, to listen yeah. and just sort of get a stuck-together sort of one with all the bits in it. Yeah, it's it's like it's like a Tradio Digest, isn't it? A compacted version of it, so you don't have to sit there and listen to the whole thing. I never knew where this was going to go, but I mean, we're 11 episodes in now, and I think it's going quite well, and we're starting yeah. to get a little bit more sort of less structured and just more like, let's just roll with it, you know, and I like yeah. that, you know. Just have a chat, see yeah. what's going on. And I remember Pull after... All the ears the- off some people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they're still listening now. Thank you. Um, but I remember <laughs> after the first episode, though, I said to you, oh, bro, we got to do this every week. And I was so keen on that. But then I got thinking about it. I was like, actually, every two weeks is pretty good because it gives us enough time to just bank up things that happen in our lives to talk about. You know, if it was every week, I reckon we'd run out of shit to talk about, to be honest. Yeah, you don't think you'd end up going over a lot of the same crap. That's but, it. Uh, a lot happens in two weeks. It does. So, it does. And it just makes me think as well, like I was in radio for 23 years or involved in radio for that long, full time for like 16 or 17 of that. 
And I just thought, hang on, I did a radio show every day. How did I do that? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. You got to do a lot of prep work, eh? And- oh, hell of a lot, mate. I mean, there's, I mean, a fair bit does go into this. I mean, we do have like a list of bullet points and things that we do want to cover, but we go off on tangents, and I think that's, you know, that's a rule. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's all good. Trading. Another story for you, actually. Um, it stems back to my early days of driving, and I realised recently that I've been driving now for 24 years. It's insane. Goes quick, mate. Yeah, and in my early days, I ran out of petrol so much because I was a poor student. <laughs> I was a very poor student, and luckily my parents' AA cover would be able to cover me if I ever broke down, which I did like three or four times. And actually <clears> developed <throat> then, it developed into a fear of running out of petrol. And I still have that fear today. And whenever my petrol light comes on, I've got to go and fuel up, right? But my wife, yeah. she frustrates me to the point that when her petrol light comes on, she's like, oh, I can get, I can get another 40Ks out of this. Yeah, it's like 50, you'll be right. Yeah, it's like, no, please don't. I do not want to run out of petrol. And knowing our like, by the time it runs out, we're going to be so far away from the fuel station. Yeah, no, take me a long walk home. Yeah, exactly. But the point of my story is, is that my fuel light uh, came on again recently. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to bite the bullet and I'm going to drive to work with the fuel light on and then I'm going to drive home again. And it's like a 20 minute drive each way. So it's like, you know, 10, 15 Ks. I've never actually measured it. But I managed to get to work and home again with the fuel light on. And I was like, hmm, I'm so proud of me. (laughs) (laughs) Conquered your phobia. Yeah, I know. And what I did is I I set my phone up to record. So I I went up to my wife as soon as I got home and have a listen to this. You'd be so proud of me. Yeah. I drove to work and back with my fuel light on. Oh boy. <laughs> I was excited. I couldn't believe it. Um, but I'm not going to do it again. But anyway, I put $60 worth of petrol in this morning. Yeah. And it, it was just over a quarter of a tank. I'm like, <laughs> fucking hell. What's with fuel prices? Honestly, we could go on about it. That's exactly. Uh, I've had a similar thing. I used to be a, when I was a student, I uh, was working in Taronga. And like after I'd finished studying, I'd go and work on my uncle's orchard with him. And, uh, on a Friday afternoon, I'd drive back to Thames because I'd do three days a week at Tech, two days on my uncle's orchard, and then drive back to Thames. And uh, I was broke ass, so I had no money. I remember driving through Waihee one, one night in my old Commodore, and the fuel light was on, and it was pissing with rain, and I had a $5 note. That was all I had on me. So I had yeah. to pull into the gas station, eh? and you go, and back then it was like, I don't know, it must have been 80 cents a litre or 70 cents or something. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what it was, but it was cheap compared to now. Yeah, so I had to stick like five bucks worth of gas in my car to try and get home to Thames. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, it's terrible. Well, here's the thing, because when you look at fuel pumps these days, there is a sign there that says minimum delivery two litres, I think it says. Yeah. And I was just thinking, they probably put that sign there for teenage me. <laughs> you <know? laughs> trying, to, trying to put 50 cents worth of gas in your car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's another thing that gets me um, at the fuel pumps. You know how they say, don't use your cell phone around fuel pumps because the static electricity could cause a fire. I I have to laugh every time I go to the petrol station and there's a a QR code for you to scan with your cell phone right on the pump. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, hang on a minute, guys. Well, that's that's like I was talking to an old man about this the other day and I said, isn't it funny how probably five years, if not even that, three years ago now, they used to have a sign on the front of the bank that said, we will not let you in here or serve you if you have any sort of face covering on at the bank. Now it's the opposite. It says, 
if you don't have a face covering on and you come in here, we're not going to serve you. It's like, what the hell happened to society? Yeah. <laughs> it's all upside down. <laughs> it's all going to ask about face. You can easily go and rob a bank now, eh? You just put your face mask on and away you yeah, go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is a robbery. Put your hands up. Hang on, mate. I'm doing this too. <laughs> hey, what a man. I'm about to rob this place. <laughs> Oh, it's Have you been doing much with your music lately? Oh, yeah, a little bit. I've uh, just been having quite a few little jams in the garage. Mm. Just having a bit of a... I had a jam this afternoon. I hadn't picked my guitar up for a little while. I took it over to the beach and I got well, a couple of ch- chances to do it. But funny story, I, I was packing the boat up to take over to the beach the day before going over. And I was picking up a bag, and as I picked it up, the strap on the bag hooked my fingernail and just about ripped my fingernail off. Ugh. You know how painful that is? And it bled like anything, eh? Oh, and it God. was my finger-picking hand, you know? Oh, really? So it ripped it, like, below the, you know, where the bed is, in theory. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was pretty sh- sure. Sh- it was probably a quarter of the way back down my fingernail. It was, like, right up and had, like, a white line across the nail, you know, where it had bent it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I felt that before. Ugh. Yeah, it's not so good. I couldn't. I couldn't put any weight on it. I couldn't push the strings down on the guitar. Yeah, it's still a little bit sensitive. I had one good bit of a play over at the beach while I was sitting outside one night, but yeah, it's good now. It's coming right now. So I had well, a jam today, but yeah, I've had my guitar out though in the last last while. I'm sort of trying yeah. to get into it a little bit more, eh? Because um, a, I love the guitar. B, I love music, and I do miss our jams. But the thing is, is like what I've started to do now is is just learning chords on the on the because I I know chords on the guitar right, but I just want to yeah. associate what the what the the finger position is with what chord it is right. So I've been look, look, trying to learn all those, and as soon as I master as many chords on the guitar as I can, then in theory you should be able to play any song because you just put those chords in whatever order is necessary. That's how I've kind of learned the piano, you know, properly like picked well, up the piano more this more so than I ever did. If you learn all the basic chords and then you learn the structure for the bar chords in those, yeah. then all the weird ones, you kind of figure out what they are, like the suspended notes and you know, yeah. the sharps and the flats and all that sort of thing. You sort of figure them out because you go, okay, if that's a normal one, then that must be a flat and Yeah. If anyone's listening that is a musician, you will understand me when I say this. I think suspended chords are beautiful. I love a a suspended chord. I just think they sound amazing. Yeah, I'm the same. I like playing a lot more songs. I've sort of gone away from playing the real basic stuff now because I I like getting more more complicated chords. They just have better tone to them, I reckon, eh? and they just sound cooler. Good to challenge yourself as well. Yeah, yeah. I just like this. The, 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 it makes you sound like an awesome guitarist when you're really not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's your own personal opinion. I think you're a great guitarist. But here's the thing, though: I, I the bar chords thing is what gets me on the guitar. Right, I, I struggle to play an F because F is like you know you're basically covering the the bottom five strings on the first fret, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can I can stretch across it, but that, instead of a you know, when you, when you strum the guitar, it's like, tung. <laughs> I just yeah. can't, I just, <laughs> bing, bing. <laughs> yeah, tung. I just can't get it to sound like a guitar when I play the F chord. So what I've yeah. done with a few of the chords and I, I'm, I'm still half and half between, should I get into this habit or should I not start this habit at all? But I found an easier way to play that chord. And like, maybe I should actually learn the chord for how it is rather than finding a shortcut. You know, if it works and it sounds right, then 
Why not? Well, it sounds better it's than easier the- for you to play. I've watched, I've actually, one thing I've started doing in recent years is watching guitarists on YouTube, real good ones, and watching how they structured it and where they put their fingers and stuff. Mm. And some guitarists are quite lazy with where they put their fingers. You know, they don't, they're not really, really accurately putting, they just like if they're doing an F, they won't even bar it. They just sort of rest their finger in one position, have the other fingers on the strings they need to push down and then only strum those strings. Well, this is it. I don't think there's any one way to do it, right? You do it the way you want to do it. No, that's right. And some guitarists do it on purpose to make their own unique sound, you know? Yeah. Like Jack White, you know, the white stripes. Mm. He's amazing, eh? He plays all kinds of weird shit when you watch him. He's a great musician. He plays a lot of instruments. What's his new song? I've I've got a, I've got an, uh, and the, Wednesday night ride that I go on. I go riding on a Wednesday and a Thursday night with different crews of guys on a Wednesday night. There's a, this old guy. I call him ZZ Top because he he looks like one of those ZZ Top dudes with a big old beard <laughs> and that. And he's actually a musician in a band. Oh, and I was yeah. sitting there and talking to him one night and I said to him, I just, just out of curiosity, oh, what instruments do you play? And he goes, oh, all of them. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? He goes, oh, I play jazz piano. He's a real good jazz pianist. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He goes, I play piano. Banjo, bass, guitar. He goes, I'll play a cello, I play a violin, play a oh, flute. Really? I go, he's just naming all he's just and I've I've seen some YouTube clips of him playing in this band day, eh? and he's freaking impressive, man. Just an old dude, you know, who really loves music and he's really yep. good at it. So yeah, yeah. Yep. Just plays anything. Jack White from the White Stripes, his new song is called Taking Me Back. It's a great have you heard it? Yeah, I actually like it. I think yeah. it's cool. That's a brilliant song, eh? And he does, he's done it all himself too. He's just sort of, he's not performing. I think it's Meg, isn't it? It's Meg is Meg's the, um, his wife, eh? That was the drummer. Meg? Ex wife, now. Are they separated? Yeah, well, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Last oh. I heard, they had done split up. Well, maybe that could be why he's on his own, but he did all the instruments and everything and produced that song. It's a great song. Pretty cool, eh? Yeah. In fact, we're talking about music. My youngest daughter, Mia, has started learning the piano. Um, she actually was taught by Zoe, who was Chris Birch's daughter, who's here at the moment with her mum. And she's learning Silent Night, a nice, easy song to learn. And she's nailing it, man. She's only been doing it for like a day. I mean, she's never really shown interest when I've been playing, but she's nailing it. Um, I think it's better if a kid learns a song. It's better that they teach another kid because they, you know, they're, they, I suppose yeah, well, they're, uh, on, they're on the same level. But anyway, <laughs> just before we came onto the podcast, she was playing it. And then I suddenly heard my oldest daughter, Ashlyn, go, can you stop playing that? It's annoying. <laughs> I'm like, way to encourage your sister. <laughs> In her defense, she's probably heard it 30 times today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she was trying to watch Ice Age on TV or something. So it's like, shut up, I can't hear it. Yeah. I actually, uh, on Christmas Day, actually, um, my wife's side, of, we went to my wife's side of the family and her brother's kids, he's got, two, he's got two daughters, and they've both been having piano lessons since they were really little, like yep. probably only like three or something or four, I don't know. But, but they're, I think they're, they must be nine and eight or something like that now. And um, man, the older one, she's incredible. Maestro. Yeah, she uses both hands and does all the bass and everything. Flat out, real cool songs. Eh? And I was, mm. I, and she played. I said to her, "Play me a few songs." So she got up and had a bit of a jam. I was like, "Woohoo! You know, you're doing real well." <laughs> it's like a little prodigy, eh? Well, that's it, eh? <laughs> Some people just pick it up um, at such an early age, and by the time they're adults, they are just savants, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Actually, talking of the kids, should we let them take over the podcast for 10 minutes? Gives you and I a break, and it'd be really, really interesting to see what they talk about. What do you reckon? Yep. Behind the scenes. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm just going to go get them. Small talk! I just got a cat today, like a kitten. Really? Like a real? Yeah. Yeah. What? She's like eight weeks old, I think. Do you want to see her? Yes. Yes. Of course I want to see a kitten. Why wouldn't I want to see a kitten? We tried to dye everyone's hair today. I got blue in my hair. Pink, and I tried to have green on purple, which doesn't work, just so you know. Kitten. What's its name? Uh, Storm. Its name is Storm. Did you change it? Oh, yeah, because I didn't like its original name. What was it? What yeah, was you it? can change adopted pets' names. What was it? Um, um I've, I've forgotten. That's why I tried changed it because I keep forgetting. She's mm. eight weeks old. Girl or boy? Girl. She's my eight-week-old little girl. Is baby, it your, baby your cat? No, Mostly yours. It's my your... birthday present. <laughs> you got a cat for your birthday. Well, I am turning eleven. When I turn 13, Dad says he's going to get me a pet. I'm, on, I'm just going to say Border Collie. <laughs> when I'm 13, I'm just going to wake up shouting Border Collie. Okay. And be like, Dad, where's my Border Collie? <laughs> I don't want to wear a mask at school. It's going to be, like, so hot. I yeah, know. we need to do it as well. Wait, do we have to wear them whilst we swim? No. no. <laughs> we might not even be swimming. Yeah. Okay, I might go take her back up. She's getting a little squirmy. <laughs> squirmy. <laughs> My Hi, name. cutie. We are in the viewing position. Hmm? Gallery. Yay, much better. I can actually see myself. We can see ourselves. We're going camping soon. I'm going to take the cat. No. I'm going to fall off the bed soon. I just know it. Well, you're on a bed. Yes, we're on a bed. We're on on a bad bed. I feel like this is the longest 10 minutes of my life. (laughs) (laughs) It's been like two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It hasn't. Has it only been two minutes? (laughs) Yeah. I think it's been 12. Have you done any exciting things in the holidays? We went to surf. That's cool. I want to learn. Yeah, we, did, we went to Cook's Beach and then we, our dad taught us to surf because there were big waves because of the um, volcano eruption. And, and the um, volcano eruption. And the swell. Yeah, and the swell. It was like massive. Some of them were so big, they were taller than me. Once I got, I caught this wave on my boogie board. It was so big. I almost, I like was caught a drowning. It went like tumble, tumble, tumble. And then my boogie board flipped up and snapped in half. Wow. Oh, so I, now I need to get a new one. Once I, I um, was boogie boarding and there was this like wave, it was double the size of me. And I, I went on that wave and then it wiped me out. So like the board went over top of me. And I did like three front rolls in the water. <laughs> it was that yes. strong. Oh. Oh. Not much oh. stuff has happened to me on my boogie boards. It's me as me. Tell them what happened. Oh, you gashed it. Yeah. 
How? On um, New Year's Day, um, How? me and what? the family were supposed to go for a nice um, family bike. Then we went down the rail trail and then um, and then we went on the gravel and my bike isn't very good for gravel. And then my bike just skidded across the gravel and then I gashed my knee. Does anybody else know about the story when I fell off my bike? No. no. <laughs> I feel like I do, but I don't remember. You probably don't remember. So yeah. in lockdown, the first one, the really long one. I was doing my online ballet lesson. Yeah, and, and then I went out for a yeah, bike ride. Yeah, I went out for a bike ride. We went up the gravel cycle trail. You know that? Yeah. Up towards Kopu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know exactly where you mean because I have to go there every Thursday. Um, yeah. And then the I was going when we were racing back on our bikes. And then I must have just hit a really big stone. And then I went over the handlebars and landed on my face. And I still have a scar, if anybody can see it. I don't think so. Do it again. I'm going to see how close I can get to see. No, I don't see it. Wait, you should. No, you should. I know, I see it. I see it. Yeah, I got a scar because once I was at a friend's house a couple of years ago. Wait, is that it? A couple of years ago. And he, he pulled out. Uh, he was trying to get like a drink of water or something and he pulled it, pulled the bottle out and then another glass bottle fell and smashed and I was the only one, who con- like conveniently, I was the only one who got uh, like a cut and like went. Well, that's a big cut. I never actually looked at it when I pulled it back up. Yeah, and it gashed the top of my toe off practically. <laughs> so once I um, glass cut as well. Me was at gymnastics, and I I was going for a scooter with my dad, and um, I was I went around a sharp corner, and like my knee and my shin skidded across the ground, and like I've got a I've still got a scar, I think. Yeah, I, it, it's pretty faint now, but it was like. <laughs> It was you might not be able to see it, but it's like right there, down there. Oh yeah. And it went all the way down there as well. I went all the way down there. And it was there for weeks. What's your worst ever sickness? Um, probably when I got pneumonia. What's that? It's like like where you your one of your lungs like Yeah, and I got it in both my lungs Making her way out. How? That never knew that. Okay, like what's your um, worst sickness? It, it was when um, I woke up in the morning and my legs, my muscles had a disease inside of them in my legs, so I couldn't stand up at all. Oh. What is your worst your sickness? Almost breaking my back. That's not a sickness. That's an injury. I know, we're talking about injuries now. <laughs> Get away from the camera. <laughs> um. Okay, so I'll tell you my worst due to sickness. Last year when we were just about to move out of our old house to come down here, um, like a week before that. Not last year, two years ago. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> when we were moving out of um, – when we were moving from Thames, when we were moving out of Thames, um, I had this – I woke up one night and I woke up and I had a sore tummy in the middle of my stomach. And oh, no, no. It, was go- it was going away and then it was coming back again. So I vomited. So like that night, I vomited every five minutes all night, and I stayed off school for a whole week vomiting. Oh my god! Did you I watch know. TV? Did you get to watch TV? Mm. 
kind of. <gasps> Holy cow! And my worst ever injury is the first time I sprained my ankle, which I had crutches for two weeks. Okay. My worst sickness is probably having chicken pox. And my, wait, that's my sickness. And then my worst injury is my, gosh, I'm running. Oh, and my dislocated elbow. I hardly ever get sick. I wasn't sick all last year. The worst um, thing that could happen to you on a birthday, which happened on my dad's 40th, I ate five bits of cake, and then I vomited out blue vomit. And the worst thing was... <laughs> There were people sleeping in my room, so I had to be in the room right next to him. So when's your birthday? I'm holding on. Uh, basically two months. Oh, and you so- forgot to send me a present. You don't have to get presents. Yes, I do. You just need to have a wish to happy birthday. You don't need presents. If you never had a birthday, you'd be one. You'd be zero. Yeah. Have you guys heard she's got a boyfriend? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> they like each other. Like, yeah, more. my dad. Was they got a present eight. He was talking to your mom about that, man. And then uh, he said, just make sure they don't go kissing behind the bike shed. Remember, guys, this has been recorded and it's been going on a podcast. Yeah, but they're going to cut out bits. Will they? Or if they yeah, yeah, they do. Did you find What? <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't. I I promise I did not. I didn't. Well, it's a mystery. Are you guys figuring out who farted? Um, wait, wait, wait. I've got one more thing to ask. Wait, Chloe, when's your birthday? Uh, sixteenth of March. How is it it an early birthday present? Yeah, very, very, very early. Do we have anything else to talk about? Not really. I'm really, really speedy. Very pouncy and climby too. Yeah. And eaty? <laughs> no, not even anything like that. She doesn't eat that much, she doesn't drink that much, and she doesn't pee that much. Pee or poop that much. <laughs> she hasn't she hasn't done either of that since we got her. And that was like hours ago. A couple hours ago. So you got her just today? Yeah. Do we have anything else to talk about? Or not really. Not? I think we're done. Yeah. yeah. Potato. Okay, bye. 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 Talking of the kids, do you want to do a dad joke off? Have you got five jokes ready for this? I might have some jokes here. Okay. Cue the intro. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. My mum was actually really impressed with that, eh? She's like, did you guys write those jingles? I was like, yeah, me and Andy wrote those bits and recorded them and stuff. And she's like, far out, that's really good, you know? So, <laughs> I think feedback from mum. <laughs> yeah, I think I think um, it's just a really good, just, just shows what we can do when we put our heads together. That's right. It's amazing what you can accomplish. Yeah, well, that's it. So do you want me to kick it off? Yeah, if you want. Why not? All right. Joke one of five. Here we go. Every time I buy a new house, I always spend $1,000 on the door. That way I always make a grand entrance. (laughs) Viagra has had its name changed to its scientific one. So from now on, when you go to the chemist, you have to ask for my cocks are flopping. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. My wife says the salads I make tend to be a bit on the dry side. 
That's definitely something that needs addressing. <laughs> okay, here goes a simple one. What do you call a guy with no shins? No idea. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> uh, a tennis ball walks into a bar and the bartender asks, have you been served yet? <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference between an Essex girl and a washing machine? Yeah. The washing machine won't spit out your load. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Are these dirty shit. jokes or dad jokes? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think a dad joke is classed as one you can tell the kids, unless you want to tell them that one. <laughs> and then my cocks are flopping. <laughs> uh, I got into a fight with one, three, five, seven, and nine. And the odds are against me. <laughs> oh, man. What do you call an Irishman hanging from the ceiling? Um, no, don't know. Chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> Your jokes are good tonight, man. I told my doctor that I've broken my arm in two places. And he suggested that I shouldn't visit these two places again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one. Two monkeys in a bathtub. One goes, ooh, ah, ah, ah. The other one goes, well, put some fucking cold in them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. You win that one, man. That was some good jokes. <laughs> dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. I found an old book from years ago that I uh, was writing a few jokes down and I oh, forgot right. I had it. Oh, true. So you got some content in there. Oh, there's a couple. There's a few more there. <laughs> but uh, just any real good ones I heard, I write them down just yep. so, I want, so I wouldn't forget them. Because eh? I'm one of those people, if I don't write something down, I tend to forget it. Yeah, that's the thing. But that's yeah. probably why you forget because you're used to writing it down and not trying to remember it. It's kind of like uh, with my music now, I've gone the other way. I'm actually really, really, really trying hard to play as much music as I can without looking at any sheets now, just doing it mm. all from memory. Yep. Even when I, I'll just go and take my guitar and sit on the couch inside at night and just quietly play some songs, but just practice doing them over and over again without looking at any sheet music. And I've actually... I've got quite a few now, probably 10 or 15 songs I can play without having to look at any of the music. Yeah. Because you know, a lot of the time I just look at the sheet music and be lazy about it. <laughs> it's a good habit to get into because um, I, honestly, I'm lost without my music. If I can't find my music, then I'm very, very lackluster when it comes to what songs I yeah. can play. Yeah. It's, it's quite embarrassing, actually, because there have been moments where I've been um, with some friends and I've, there's been a piano there and we're at a restaurant, for instance. Like, yeah, yeah, I've played piano for years. I'll go on then play us some songs. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Music. Then you put on the spot. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then you're just like, three blind mice, three. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I hate it. So what I've actually done is I, I have banked away some songs that I enjoy playing so that I can just bring them up whenever I can on whatever device I'm on. And another good thing to do would be to like, for you, to learn like just say three songs. Yeah, off by heart, real like cool ones. Just learn, just just practice and practice, and practice those three until you're really good at them. Yeah, and then if you do get put in that situation again, at least you can just do just have a quick jam and yeah, pump right. out a couple of good ones. And yeah, then like yep. And that's the thing. Like each instrument has its own. What's the word for it? So let's just say that the guitar is to slash 
what the piano would be to Elton John. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, all of my style of piano is Elton John, Phil Collins, you know, all those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's hard. Uh, well, it's not hard. It's just, it's just unusual to use a piano in rock music, right? But yeah. I do play a lot of rock songs on the piano, and I love the sound of it. But I go yeah. from when, when people do ask me to play something, I go for more of the Elton John stuff or the Phil Collins or whatever. Rock music you're playing. You know, oh, your rock music when you and I were playing. It actually sounded really good on the piano, eh? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, it, it's nicer when you're accompanied by another instrument. I think the yeah. guitar and the, the guitar and the piano are meant to be because, in theory, yeah. they're both string instruments, aren't they? You know, you think yeah. about it. Yeah, one's just so, hammering the strings. One's just <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hard to look cool on the piano, though, isn't it? <laughs> That's the difference. Yeah. Oh, they look cool. You look like Elton John, just dress up in big costumes and play. Big fe- <laughs> yeah, big feathery hats and yeah. oh yeah, that'd be the way. Have you ever, have you ever heard of a guy named Travis Meeks? No. He's out of. He's a guy out of Days of the New. Oh, okay. Band yeah. Days of the New. That used yep, to be out. I do. He he went down a bad path. He ended up on drugs and sort of stuffed his career up. But man, he was one of the first guys that brought an acoustic guitar into a rock band. You know, like oh, um, okay. He was like punk rock music or kind of cool rock music they did. Um, you ever listen to it? Yeah, he was incredible on an acoustic guitar. Yeah, uh, a lot of their songs. I got quite like quite a few of their songs. And a similar guy was the guy out of um, Puddle of Mud. You know oh, that band? Yeah, I do. He um he he did the same thing. He was amazing on an acoustic guitar, and they used to use a lot of acoustic in their um rock band stuff. And here it's funny, yeah, it must be similar sort of people because he went down the same path on drugs, you know, and then end up stuffing his career up because of it. Oh right. But, yeah, so very similar people. I've got to say, Blurry by Puddle of Mud's got to be my favorite song by them. Yeah, yeah. That first album they brought out was freaking cool, man. Mm. Yeah. Someone else I um I recommend actually is uh, Corey Taylor. He's he's very good um with a an acoustic guitar, and he, he does have a couple of live sets with the acoustic on YouTube. You know, Corey Taylor from Slipknot. Yeah. Um, he also does um uh, you know Stone Sour. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah so you know Stone Sour's bother is is a beautiful uh, acoustic song, but. Still, Corey Taylor does have a, a couple of shows on YouTube where he plays acoustic, most of his songs on acoustic. I think it just sounds amazing. That's the thing, though. A lot of people say, oh, I've got to have all these instruments with it to make it sound like a band. Well, actually, you don't. I mean, with one guitar, you can actually make the most amazing music, I mean, especially when you get your uh, tube screamer, your foot pedal. When are you going to get that? Well, look, not a tube it? screamer, but I've got a similar one. <laughs> oh, an overdrive, vintage overdrive. I've got an overdrive. I'm going to get a tube screamer to go with it, but... Um... It sounds pretty cool though. It's quite rocky, you know. Yeah. Bit of, bit of vintage rock. So. Just hit your mic while you're at it. Yeah, I just smash the mic with it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, bother that you were talking about. Yeah. I printed that out the other day. That's nice, eh? Yeah. So I've sort of been learning how to play it. It's it's quite it's a bit different, but it's it's quite cool. Yeah, it's funny because I've been learning it on the guitar as well. Because you know where it goes, ding, ding, de 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 I mastered that, de 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 I was like, yes, yeah. I'm a guitar player now. <laughs> <laughs> One little bit down, ain't it? Woo-hoo. It's a nice song, though. Mm. Well, it's, oh. like, well, it's like me playing um, Taylor by Jack Johnson. You know, I must have played Taylor about 300 times by now. That's a great song. After all, I've finally sort of got it down now, the start, the cool intro piece at the start and the end. I can finally do it properly now. It's just, it's taken years for me to get it right. 
No, no, I, I love the way you play it, actually. It uh, sounds a lot like the man himself. I reckon oh, you're lying. Thanks, uh, mate. <laughs> they say Taylor was a good girl, never wanted to be late. It's a good song. Good song. Good song. I know we've been yarning about music for ages, but it's such a passion. But what a way to go out, though. Of course, that what was... What a way to go, anyway. Episode, yeah, episode 11. We do this every two weeks on a Friday, next on February 11th. So come and give us a like at facebook.com slash podcast. You can flick us an email as well if you like at tradiochat at gmail.com. Maybe you've got a great story to tell. Maybe you have a particular set of skills. Well, get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Well, I'd better go and see what the wife's doing. Sweet. Good chat. She'll probably lock me out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. You're sleeping in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> I could quite happily sleep out here. It's quiet. It's warm. <laughs> Do it then. You've got a beer fridge in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything I need. Sorted. Yeah. All right, mate. Catch up. Okay. See you later. Trading.